dropped into your bank account in as little as a few days. Go to LendingClub.com slash NBC Sports today to check your rate in minutes. That's LendingClub.com slash NBC Sports. All loans made by WebBank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. From a massive cactus falling on a home to a deer dancing on a car's hood, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Your home for University of North Dakota Athletics and Fargo-Moorhead is 740 The Fan, KNFL AM Fargo. Welcome. Welcome to the weekend. Everybody up. This is Herded Here with Swanee on 740 The Fan. You'll get the insight and latest information on North Dakota State football. From the tailgate lot to the football field, our countdown is on. Here's your host of Heard It Here, Josh Swanson. You didn't think I was going anywhere, did you? Good morning, Bison Nation. This is your pal Swanee on, heard it here with Swanee on 740 AM, the fan. And even though we've got a bye week or two, North Dakota State fresh off its 44-21 demolition of South Dakota State in the FCS semifinals, that will never get old saying that, will it? Bison Nation out there doing some last-minute Christmas shopping, driving in your car, got the coffee. 44 to 21 over South Dakota State. Their season is done. I'll never get tired of hearing that, and we'll talk about that game for years to come, and we'll talk about this 2018 team for years to come. This last week, the accolades keep on rolling in for the Bison as guys are being named to this All-American team or that All-American team looking for a seventh national championship in eight years against Eastern Washington down in Frisco, Texas on January 5th. And we'll have your wall-to-wall coverage on 740 The Fan. Lots of coverage on 790 KFGO. I'll be a part of that. Chase Miller will be on the air later this morning here with me. We'll give you more details about that earlier this week, guys, I went back and watched that Bison game in the semifinals against South Dakota State. And we'll, we'll unpack all the recruiting stuff, too. It was a busy week for North Dakota State football. I mean, I'll, I'll read you the headlines from GoBison.com. Here they are, a sampling for you. We have a pretty, pretty good football team, Volson, Menard, Stick, Cox, named the AFCAFCS All-American team. Volson named top offensive lineman by FCS Athletic Directors Association. Bison football program adds 25 on early signing day. Six Bison named a Hero Sports FCS All-America team. Starting to, starting to get a theme here, sensing a trend, Bison Nation. Well, there's Pro Bison Update, NDSU in the NFL. Yeah, Nick DeLuca, Kyle Emanuel, Chris Board, Billy Turner, all those boys. Carson Wentz, of course, he's 
injured out with a fracture in his back, didn't play last week against the Rams. Eight, eight Bison named the Stats FCS All-America team, including Darius Shepard, well-deserved for that young man. I had emailed NDSU Sports Information Director for Football, Ryan Peralt, asking him earlier this week if that's a record. Having eight guys on an all-conference team is ridiculously good where you shake your head and say, wow, eight guys on an all-conference team? Having eight guys on an all-American team is just flat-out silly. It's just flat-out silly, man, to have eight of your players be named to the All-America team representing the best of the best, the top gun, if you will, of the FCS, headlined, of course, by Walter Payton finalist Easton Stick. Cox Redunds named a Hero Sports FCS sophomore All-America team. So we'll, we'll unpack all that, and we'll talk about that, but... What I want to focus about during the first few minutes with you here on this Saturday morning before Christmas is that South Dakota State game. And the reason I bring that up, I went back and I watched the replay. I DVR'd it earlier this week on uh, Wednesday or Thursday night. It was Thursday night because yesterday needed to get all my last-minute Christmas shopping done, so I stayed up a little bit late. Had myself a beverage by the fireplace. Turned on the game from ESPN2 last Friday night. I was more impressed. I was impressed watching that game in person and watch, watching NDSU's offensive line take over. Take over and just dominate the Jack <laughs> Rabbits who are now hibernating for the winter. The defense got after Taron Christian. Absolutely got after him. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one thing, though, and I... We had Chase Miller on the Bison Illustrated podcast earlier this week, and we'll post that here some point over the weekend. Strong, that running back for South Dakota State, that guy is a football player. That guy is an absolute dude, and the Bison are going to have to contend with him for three years. But I don't, I don't want to be a Grinch on Christmas. I don't want to talk about how good South Dakota State is because North Dakota State obliterated humiliated, dominated the Jackrabbits. And starting in that third quarter with the very first play, Seth Wilson going up the middle and rambling for 71 yards, getting the ball goal-to-goal situation, a penalty, put it at the one-yard line. Bruce Anderson punched it in. NDSU did whatever they wanted, whatever they wanted in that second half against a really good South Dakota State team, against a really good South Dakota State team, in the bracket of doom. You guys remember that? About a month ago, how we were all fuming, foaming at the mouth. What? What? They put James Madison on our side of the bracket. Got South Dakota State, Kennesaw State on our side of the bracket. Oh, the FCS committee, man. They're just trying to stick it to the bison. Oh, they, don't, they don't like us. They don't like us. All North Dakota State did. The football team, anyway. Not the crazy fans like you or me, especially me. They went out and won three playoff games by an average of 33 points. By an average of 33 points. 
their closest game was a 44-21, 23-point win over arch-rival South Dakota State. NDSU outscored its playoff opponents, who are supposed to be some of the best teams in the FCS. The 16 teams remaining from when North Dakota State took on Montana State in early December. In theory, the 16 best teams in the country. And if you'll recall, all eight seeded teams made the quarterfinals. North Dakota State beat their three playoff opponents, Montana State, Colgate, and South Dakota State, by 100 points. This team is historically dominant. And even on the defensive side, you know, South Dakota State's got a really good offense, and they they put up 21 points. They had that 50-yard touchdown pass where Christian just dropped it in the bucket, and I, I can't recall if it was Johnson or Anderson, which one of their receivers. But Grimsley and Hendricks were right there, man. That, the coverage was sound. Christian just made one heck of a football throw for that touchdown, holding them to 21 points and putting up 44. And I've talked with a lot of you guys this week. I've heard from you on Twitter. I've talked to you all on the streets, out on the streets of Fargo-Moorhead, Josh Swanson live for 740 The Fan. North Dakota State might put up 50 or 60 points against Eastern Washington. And I, I don't say that lightly. I don't say that to take away anything from Eastern Washington. But I truly believe NDSU is that good, that historically dominant. Eight guys, eight players are on the All-America team. Eight guys are amongst the best of the best, the top gun at their positions in the FCS. North Dakota State's got a historically good football team. I've been been saying it all season. I did a column for Bison Illustrated back in November telling you, telling you to appreciate this football team and what you're watching. Because winning a national championship is tough. And that's one thing we hear from whether it's athletic director Matt Larson whether it's head football coach Matt Entz, Coach Kleiman would say it often, winning a national championship is tough business. Now, I know as Bison fans, we take it for granted a little bit. It's tough not to, right? It's tough not to. We have our favorite places in Frisco, Texas. We are so ingrained with the town where they play the FCS championship that this week, during the DFX Bowl in Frisco, Texas. They host an FBS bowl game there. Ohio whooped up on San Diego State this last Wednesday. That stadium was empty. Toyota Stadium was empty. The announcers spent about as much time talking about North Dakota State and our Bison as they did talking about the other team. Now, that might be a little bit of exaggeration. Might be some hyperbole, but even the national beat writers, the ESPN guys covering the game, were tweeting out pictures of the parking lot at Toyota Stadium saying, we need NDSU to get down here to liven up this party. During the other bowl games that have been on TV in the last week, they've talked about North Dakota State's historical dominance, winning seven national championships in the last eight years. So when the national landscape of college football talks about 
North Dakota State like it does, where we get brought up during other FBS bowl games that don't talk about Alabama or Clemson or Notre Dame and Oklahoma in the college football playoff. That is indicative of how good our football team is and how well-respected we are on the national scene. So it's tough as a fan. I'll level with you. I'll be honest. Remember how disappointed you were, how we were in 2016 when North Dakota State lost in the national semifinals to James Madison? Remember that Christmas? I sure do. I remember being down in Watertown with my wife's family. I couldn't even bring myself to watch the James Madison-Youngstown State game. It just felt wrong. It felt wrong seeing two other teams on a field that has become Fargo Dome South. So we do take it for granted a little bit, in a good way. I think we have very high expectations for our football team. And I don't want you as listeners, as fellow Bison, to misconstrue what I'm saying. It's not preordained that North Dakota State gets to a national championship. And I've said it in a lot of columns, getting to a national championship game, despite the regularity with which the Bison do it, the seventh time in the last eight years, is very difficult. Very difficult. But boy, do we have a lot of fun down in Frisco, Texas. You have your favorite restaurants, your favorite pubs, the places where you want to go, the things you want to do. Some of you even have a routine, like my buddy Neil. Neil and his friends get down there on a Wednesday. They stay in Dallas and have a good time. On Thursday, they go to the stockyards and have a great time. So they've got their routine down where literally they're doing a lot of the same things year after year. And it's kind of like that scene from Anchorman where Will Ferrell, Ron Burgundy, says to his buddy, it's Champ Kind, the sports guy. And the line is something like, we have been coming to the same party for the last 10 years, and in no way is that depressing. Every college football fan buys a nation would give their left arm to trade places with us where we're not just making the playoffs, but we're literally playing in a national championship game for the seventh time in the last eight years. And tying it back together, watching that semifinal game against South Dakota State, NDSU, man, Easton Stick, lower in the boom. You you could tell I Easton Stick is one of my all-time favorites to, win a, to wear a Bison jersey. I love that guy. He is such a hard-nosed player. He is such a smart player. He is such a great leader. And and you don't need the gaudy statistics. The only statistic I care about is winning football games. And that guy has 48 wins under his belt since taking the reins in 2015 when Carson Wentz got hurt. Who would have thought back in 2013 when Brock Jensen and that great team was standing on the stage in Frisco at Toyota Stadium, hoisting a third straight national championship trophy, that anybody would touch Brock Jensen's 48 FCS wins record as a quarterback, let alone have it be another guy from North Dakota State who, if the Bison win on Saturday, January 5th in Frisco, Texas, will beat Jensen's all-time winningest mark for wins 
is a quarterback in the FCS with 49 Easton stick. Walter Payton, finalist. You heard, we were talking about it on the podcast that I mentioned earlier with Chase Miller and Nolan Schmidt, how Coach Chota Montana State was saying everything we tried to do defensively to adjust to the Bison, Easton Stick would counter. Now, that doesn't show up in the statistics under his name, but it shows up when you're rushing the ball for 450 yards. And last week, South Dakota State knew. They absolutely knew number 12 was carrying the ball pretty much every time in the fourth quarter that that football wasn't leaving his hands. And what did he do? Go back and watch the tape and look at what he did. Nine yards a pop. Ten yards a pop. 30-yard touchdown. 40-yard touchdown. The stiff arm. Get off me, man. Get off me. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Folks, we got a great show lined up for you here this morning. We're going to get Nolan P. Schmidt on in a little bit. We got Chase Miller. We're going to talk about some comparisons between the 2018 Bison and the 2013 Bison because a question Bison Nation, you have his fans. And Brother Swanee, if you're out there listening, he says, well, every championship team is great. I don't I don't like when you when you make comparisons. And here we are. We're having Swanee family Christmas tonight at my house. And it's it's 8.15 in the morning. I'm, I'm picking a fight. Say, Justin, it's fun to compare teams. And I'm going to tell you why I think this 2018 team is just a little bit better than that 2013 team. Coming up on Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 The Fan and 107.3 FM. Hey, why aren't you moving? I'm having lunch. Well, what's for lunch? The Jack Michaels Show, of course. Fill your plate. Weekdays at noon on 740 The Fan and 107.3 FM. The harder kids play, the harder they fall. On the field, the court, or the playground, injuries and broken bones happen. Essentia Health's orthopedics and sports medicine team offers easy access to experts who provide compassionate care to get your kids back in the game as safely and quickly as possible. Essentia Health orthopedics and sports medicine, caring for you like nowhere else. For more information, visit EssentiaHealth.org. Walton's Tire Service knows that the right combination of dedication and talent is what makes any team successful. And that's why they're so successful at Walton's Tire Service on Main Street in Lisbon. They've been dedicated to their customers for over four decades with talented technicians who offer superior service and maintenance. Welton's Tire Service on Main Street in Lisbon. They're your Goodyear dealer. Welton's Tire Service in Lisbon, North Dakota. Online at Weltonstire.net. Let's go Bison! Altendorf Trucking has alternating full and part-time CDLA driving positions to be filled immediately for the harvest season, hauling local and over the road. These positions can easily be made permanent for those willing to work full-time. Get started on your new career with Altendorf Trucking. To apply, call Mike or Marvin at Altendorf Trucking and Express in Minto, North Dakota, or email application to truck.safety at altendorfinc.com. That's truck.safety at altendorfinc.com. At American Family Insurance, we believe that with the right support, any dream is possible. 
for auto, home, business, or life. Contact us today. For details, contact Chris Heise Agency. Call 701-293-0798 or stop by 722 13th Avenue East in West Fargo today. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI. American Family Insurance Company. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 5330. Today's audio excellence on Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM, The Fan, and 107.3 FM. Check out our show page at 740thefan.com. is brought to you by our good friends at Peterman Seeds, Seaberg Power Sports, Essentia Health, Yonkey Insurance, and Altendorf Trucking in this week's week weekly rather installment of My Wife's Not Listening to My Radio Show. I love doing this. I love doing this because people come up to her at work and ask her, did you hear your husband on the radio and what he said? And like on Wednesday, she she asked me about it, and I've already forgotten saying it. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I don't know what I was thinking that, that morning. But uh, so she makes this this Chex Mix recipe, Chase. It's, it's, she, we, we call it crack checks. It's just the most addicting, addictive stuff. we got a bunch of people from my side of the family coming over tonight. So she's downstairs wrapping Christmas presents. And I'm going upstairs to put some more ice in my cup, going back and forth. He says, don't take any of the Chex Mix. That's not just for you. That's for everybody. Every time I went up there, I picked away at that stuff, man. <laughs> so <laughs> that's my weekly installment of my wife's not listening. I stole, I was I was taking some of the Chex Mix. So you're already in the doghouse before you are going to unwrap the presents. Is that it? Or is this just a typical, you know, annoyance, so to speak, between one another? Just like, you know, you do one thing that, you know, yeah. aggravates me a little bit. I'm going to do one thing that aggravates you a little bit. We both get in harmony. But at the end of the day, it's just enough to make the steam start boiling, you know, in the pot. Oh, yeah. It's, it's one of those things where you tell a little kid and I'm kind of like a little kid you say don't go play with that tire in the backyard they're gonna go I want to do they're gonna go play with that tire in the backyard exactly I'm gonna run out to that tire and and get myself cut up on the treads and I I was saying earlier (laughs) uh, my my brother uh, I bring this up because we'll talk about it here in a minute when we were comparing the 28 team to the 2013 team on the buys and illustrated podcast we recorded yesterday my brother hates that he say I hate when they compare championship teams because every championship team is great and you really, really can't compare them. And I'm like, easy Belichick. Like, <laughs> as a fan, these are conversations we have. Like, you hear it, I hear it. People at tailgating are saying people on national television are throwing up the graphics comparing the 2018 team to the 2013 team. So already, it's it's not even 8:30 in the morning. I've already said something. My wife is gonna get mad at me at. I've already said something that's gonna start a maybe a mini mini fire with my brother. Welcome to the life of Swanee and my thought process because it's not even 8.30 and we're already rolling down the highway to the danger zone. And, and speaking of danger zones, here's here's something you probably don't want to do if you're already heavy underdogs playing a historic, historically good, iconic North Dakota State team. If you're their best defensive player, Eastern Washington, Big Sky Defensive Player of the Year, JT T. Uli, you don't want to get arrested at three in the morning for kicking your brother in the head, rendering him unconscious and getting tagged for felony assault. That's probably not the best idea in the world. That story, we knew he was suspended 
for the game against Maine. Now uh, uh, Eastern Washington's head coach, Adam Gase, says, I don't know if he's going to play or not. He's still suspended, but what a just a boneheaded, stupid thing to do. Yeah, we'll see what, you know, Coach Best is going to say, you know, moving forward too for Eastern Washington as the game looms on a little bit more next week. There's more of the media appearances or the media teleconferences. You know, you're going to be jumping on shows and you get down to Frisco and, and how this situation is going to be resolved. And, and that's the one thing I think North Dakota State fans can, you know, attribute to is saying, you know, the biggest things that they've really had to deal with outside of an injury or two, we know the East and, you know, it's Dick Carson Wentz saga who was going to start down there and all that stuff was the coaching changes for the most part. You know, there hasn't been a many off the field issues heading down to Frisco or once they get to Frisco. And it's a tribute to because they've been there so much. It's a tribute to um, obviously the guys understand what it's going down there for. It's a business trip. It's not a pleasure trip. I mean, you're heading down Wednesday to prep for Saturday's game. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all becomes team meetings, walkthroughs. Uh, you go to the elementary schools and hang out with kind of like the Make-A-Wish program and do all that type of fun stuff. But there's specifically on the field where all of a sudden you look at Eastern Washington and now this is going to kind of overshadow the opportunity for them to win their first national championship since 2010, their first appearance, regardless if they win it or not, in the national championship since 2010. Not to mention, it's not like it's a freshman or a sophomore who's second or third string on the two deep. You're talking about if this was a great Menard-esque to Eastern Washington's team, having an issue to where we would say Greg Menard might not be playing in the, in the championship game, Swanee. If Eastern Washington wants any shot, to even be in the football game with North Dakota State and NDSU's juggernaut offense. Tiuli, who tips the scales at six foot four, three hundred and twenty pounds, needs to be in the lineup. Without that road grader in the middle, and we kind of saw it against Western Illinois with their big boy Saunders in the middle, even though North Dakota State won, I think, thirty four to seven, he did some damage and he created some issues for North Dakota State. I don't know if you're coach and, and I apologize to Coach Best. I called him Coach Gase. I not sure where I pulled that from. <laughs> Saturday morning when I when I go back and it just for me trying to get better when I'm at the uh, family YMCA, I'll listen to the show, play it back, and I'll say what what was I talking about there? Like how who was I identifying? So Coach Best at Eastern Washington, they need that guy in the lineup. On top of that, Eastern Washington's defense is really really beat up. They've got a bunch of key players that are likely out against North Dakota State, and on the offensive side. They lost their number two running back, probably their most physical running back, with a bad knee injury in the game against Maine. They were going to have problems playing North Dakota State anyway, but when you go into that game, it reminds me of a a quote from the uh, my first Bison game ever, the 1990 quarterfinals against Cal Poly at Dakota Field. Their coach said, I told you guys coming in here to Fargo to Dakota Field was like bringing a knife to a gunfight. His quote, he, he made a comparison to... Operation Desert Storm, which was going on at the time. So we'll see how that story unfolds. And and to your point, Chase, going to Frisco is a lot for a team to balance. You have the three weeks between the semifinals and the championship. Most teams, when you're playing on a Saturday on the road, they fly out on a Friday. You try to make it as much of a truncated trip as possible. Try to keep your guys in a routine. And and coaches and players are creatures creatures of habit. They have a routine. So just weathering what NDSU has come to call winter camp, the three weeks between the semifinal and the championship, NDSU has that down to a science. So not only does Eastern Washington have to deal with that, 
That's a great point you brought up. These teams fly out on a Wednesday, and it's you, you try to keep it as much football related as possible. But you got your bowling event, you got your Texas barbecue event. The guys are going to schools, they're going to hospitals, and you still got to get the practice in and the game prep. And then you've got a national championship game in Toyota Stadium on the biggest stage in FCS, and having to deal with this distraction does not bode well for Eastern Washington. Now, would it make a difference if he plays versus doesn't play? I still think North Dakota State wins, but I think Eastern Washington's in a hurt bag with Tiuli being out on a felony arrest charge. Yeah, and and the one thing that Eastern Washington has done well as of late is turn teams over, and and they've capitalized on the turnovers, and and that's the one thing I think when you start looking at this matchup with North Dakota State and Eastern Washington is say, okay, they give up just over 20 points per game, um, the Eagles' defense. They're well-balanced offensively when you look at what they do rushing and, and throwing the football. I think they almost average 450 yards per game, and it's almost split right down the middle between passing and rushing yardage, and their offense averages 44 points per game. So this could maybe be a reminiscent of the 2016 shootout in the Fargodome that went to overtime, where you the back-to-back overtime games with them and Charleston Southern before they you know went down and played Iowa, where if you're an Eastern Washington fan, you need your team to score some points because I, I don't think Eastern Washington's defense, it's going to be the classic Bemba dope break, and you know, you're going to move the ball from the 20 to the 20-yard line for North Dakota State. The thing that makes NDSU different, and I know you've said it many times before, Swanee, is when the Bison have had the ability to get in the red zone, they have finished for six more times than not. And Cam Peterson doesn't have a lot of field goal opportunities because of that reason, because they're finishing uh, for six points. So you go into this game and you start going the early, early, early you know, projections. Well, how can Eastern Washington stop North Dakota State's defense? You're not going to out NDSU, NDSU with Eastern Washington's defense right now. But if you get maybe one or two turnovers and you can tip the balances and you score off both of those turnovers, maybe that's your special team's play. Maybe that is your uh, secret recipe to knock off North Dakota State. Then you look at North Dakota State and I go, well, Webster and Barry, I think they showed a lot in the game against Maine where they had four touchdowns. I think Barry is going to be a guy that's a dual threat, which always gives NDSU's defense, it seems like in years past, you know, a little bit of a bugaboo. And then the biggest thing is, Eastern Washington is going to probably test Robbie Grimsley, Jalen Allison, Hayes, that company more so than anybody has this year. And you're going to be seeing a lot of passes, I think, deep post patterns for 25 yards, you know, a a big uh, hitch and go down the sideline for 25, 30 yards. You know, they're going to throw the ball down the field. It's just a matter, Swanee. Can they block the front four or the front five of North Dakota State? And I think that's where I start circling. If you're a Bison fan defensively going, you're probably going to be able to stop the run game enough. you got to contain Barry enough to tell him to be elusive and run for big-time plays. But it's going to be the deep passing game for me early on. Going Right now, if it had to start today, that would be where I'm going with this one. No doubt. They'll, they'll need to steal some possessions. They'll need to come up with some takeaways or creative ways to, to get the ball and steal a possession. How about uh, – Jim Nagy, we'll tease this going into the break. Jim Nagy is the, the director of the Reese's Senior Bowl, and that guy is kind of being a clown. <laughs> and he's kind of lighting a fire under Bison Nation, myself included, with all due respect to Mr. Nagy. Of course I could say what I want. I said with all due respect. He tweets last night, late at night too. This is right before midnight. This joker tweets, we add in a Bison. We add in a Bison. And, of course, Bison fans start going nuts thinking, oh, it's got to be Easton Stick. Easton finally has to be getting the invite to the Reese's Senior Bowl. And then old old Jimmy Jimmy Boy Nagy 
posts a picture of Ice Cube shaking his head, then doing a goofy grimace face saying, NDSU fans, be like, I got Brent Tavine, the fine proprietor of Herd and Hordes, texting me already this morning saying, this guy can't stand Jim Nagy, man. Jim Nagy, you don't know what you've done. You've provoked the wrath of Bison Nation. Why you'd take a bat to a hornet's nest is beyond me. So it would probably be a good idea to uh, announce that the Senior Bowl has decided to add Easton Stick. There has been no official announcement. There's a bunch of Bison seniors that are really good, whether it's Greg Menard, uh, Tanner Volson, Robbie Grimsley, that could be added. So we'll see what uh, the Senior Bowl, the Reese's Senior Bowl, decides to announce. Coming up, when we get back from the commercial break, Chase, myself, and Nolan P. Schmidt will finally get to that topic. Is this 2018 team the best team in Bison history? On Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM The Fan and 107.3 FM. Can I get Power. The fan, we're thankful for so much. From the power trip to Paul Allen, the Jack Michael show, the common man, and bumper to bumper. But most of all, we're thankful for you. Uh, is this where we man hug now? Awkward. Merry Christmas. Happiest Christmas. Merry Christmas and happy holidays from 740 The Fan. You want to hug it out? As old as paper and ink, Nolan Schmidt brings his new school approach to Bison Illustrated as its editor-in-chief and joins Swanee to go over the big headlines for this week's matchup. Good morning, Bison Nation. On this Saturday before Christmas 2018, you're out there. You're like me. Still some last-minute shopping to do. I'm terrible at wrapping presents. I look like a, a drunk eight-year-old that's trying to put wrapping paper on a box. To, how I can mangle wrapping a present, trying to cut around, leaving spaces. My my nephew, my nine-year-old nephew, can literally wrap a present better than me. Now, Libby says, you, you just don't want to learn how to wrap presents. I said, I try every year, and it looks like this. And I, I do it once a year, so it's not really a skill set that I'm real committed to improving. So I've got that going on. For me this morning, but we got a lot to unpack and not a lot of time to do it on Heard It Here with Swanee. want to thank Walton's Tire Service, Valley Tire, Chris Heise, American Family Insurance Agent, Legacy Wealth Management, and TRS Industries. And the last 29 games, Bison fans, and the last 29 games, the last two seasons, 2017 and 2018, your football team, undisputed heavyweight champs of the FCF, FCS subdivision, 29, excuse me, 28-1, and 28-1. The only game they dropped down at the uh, Taco John's capital of the uh, Rushmore State, down in Brookings, North Dakota State has won a national championship, competing for another one since then. Let's bring on Nolan P. Schmidt. We got Nolan on the phone line, the FCS Face the Nation Roundtable. And, guys, let's get started with this discussion. That, and. and let me qualify with this. There probably isn't a wrong answer when you're talking about which one of these teams, the 2018 Bison or the 2013 Bison, is the best team in FCS history. Now, there's been some really, really good Bison teams. The team in 86 was undefeated and had some guys named Benstrom and Stark on there that won three championships in four years. The 88 Bison, we somehow forget about them. They went undefeated. 
1990 Bison was dominant with Chris Sindorm, Tony Satter, Todd Wash, a bunch of guys, really, really good football players. But the 2013 team, FCS, recent memory, I'm going to read you some statistics. 2018 average margin, average score, North Dakota State 42, opponent 12. 2013, North Dakota State 39, opponent 11. So they're about equal on the defense, and the 2018 team is just a touch better than them on offense. As far as rushing yards per game, 2018, 286 to the 2013s, 257. 2013 team, though, is passing for an average of 15 more yards per game, 200 to 185. They're both about equal in third down conversion. The 2018 team at 51%, 2013 team at 55%. The 2018 team has 43 sacks. The 2013 team had 44 sacks. Red zone offense. Here's how close these statistics are up and down the board. All those statistics I just read. Scoring margin, scoring offense, scoring defense, rush yards, pass yards, third down conversion, sacks, all about even. Red zone scoring. This year's team, 91%. 2013 team, 89%. Total score right now. Total score, the Bison offense in 2018 has put up 584 points, and the defense has allowed 165 points. The 2013 team, they scored 581 points and only allowed 169. So there's really no differentiation. You look at the statistics, and I'll, I'll start with you, Nolan, since we got you on the phone line. That says to me these two teams are very, very evenly balanced, the 2018 and 2013 Bison teams. Well, I mean, I think we could have this conversation, you know, until our dying days, guys. I mean, those those stats that you just brought up, I'm still I'm still trying to fully digest all of them. You just rattle them rattle them off so quickly, but you know, I, I think you know, I told you guys this yesterday. I I think, and you know, you bring up those stats, Swanee, and that can maybe sway the discussion in a different way towards 2013. But you know, I, I'm under the impression that 2018 is the most dominant out of the two teams that you just mentioned, just in the, in the sense of, you know, we've seen every game and obviously this whole discussion isn't happening. If North Dakota state doesn't win the national championship on January 5th, we have to kind of recall that, that there's still, you know, one game left to be played for this 2018 team. And if that doesn't happen to pan out the way that we think it will, then we're just not, we're not going to, we're going to no longer have this discussion, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things and the sample size that we have currently between the two, I do think that 2018 is more dominant. But I think if you were to ask any other Bison player, past, present, or future, you know, I don't know if they would even answer that question at all. I think it's, it would be, well, yeah, 2018 is dominant. But then, like you said, Swanee, you know, 1990 was dominant too, and, you know, this and that. So it's a, it's a debate that will go on for years and years and years long after we're doing this radio show and you know i i think that's what makes it fun but at the same time if i had to give you an answer i think 2018 is just more dominant given what i've seen on the field top to bottom compared to 2013 not taking anything away from what those 2013 guys did too what do you think chase and the 2013 team had the fbs win against kansas state at snyder family stadium had college game day up here and he has some really good football players. Yeah, and, and the one thing that I, I will just say 
to this is we can go back and probably look at all the awards that both teams won. We can go back to make the comparisons. I mean, Billy Turner was the first now of NDSU every year winning the FCS Offensive Lineman of the Year Award. We saw Tanner Volson do it now. Um, But I I go back to, you know, Easton Sticks going up for the Heisman of the FCS, that Walter Payton Award, and if he wins that – and to Nolan's point, if the Bison can cap it off on January the 5th, which you can listen to right here on 740 The Fan, um, then maybe you say, well, you got the guy who won the Heisman for, for the FCS. He won the national title. Jabril Cox was, what, fourth out of the 13 players that was you know awarded for the um, defensive, the pretty Buchanan. much the Buchanan, you know, the, the, the defensive player. I mean, you start going through these lists and you start saying, geez, Robbie Grimsley made this. Easton Stick made that. Jabril Cox did this. This person did that. Maybe that's enough to just give him the edge. And also, we live in a now society where some people might not remember what happened in 2013. In 2013, they won three straight titles, and we all said it, and everyone said it before. Geez, I don't know if they're going to be Never able to do this again. again. Coach Kleiman's taking over, and uh, if we, if they can just make the playoffs and maybe make the semifinals might be a good year. And then all of a sudden, boom, here's another <laughs> national championship. So just because of that simple fact that if Easton Stick does win the Walter Campbell Award, um, the Walter Payton Award, excuse me, um, Maybe that's enough to give them the edge if they win the national championship on top of it. The way he ran the ball against South Dakota State, he should be up for the Walter Campbell Award. <laughs> Earl, Earl Campbell yeah. Award, rather, plowing over. And there's a play where NDSU is going down to score, and some poor SDSU linebacker tries to get in his way. And Easton literally leveled the boom and dropped that dude. And you take a look at the, the closest games. In 2013, the closest game that team had was a one-point win over Northern Iowa, where they trailed double digits in the fourth quarter. They won that game 24-23 on a, I believe it was a fourth down touchdown pass from Jensen DeVra. The next closest game was, of course, the the unforgettable 24-21 win down in Manhattan, Kansas. This year's team, their closest game was that regular season game in September against South Dakota State. They won 21-17, and their next closest game was the 17-7 win against Youngstown State. But both teams beat their opponents by about four touchdowns a game. And then you've got the – do you give the edge to the 2018 Bison if Easton Stick breaks Brock Jensen's all-time, literally all-time FCS win record with his 49th win at Frisco, Texas? Do you just say, well, flip a coin, that's the closest. I, I don't know what you do, but we'll, we'll visit about it more. we got to hit a commercial break here. But uh, more heard of here with Swanee in the discussion, the battle between the 2018 Bison and the 2013 Bison, historic, legendary teams coming up right after this. Whether you loathe the holidays, hate, 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 double hate, loathe entirely, or love them. I love you, I love you, I love you. We hope you spent it with us at 740 The Fan. 